0: Let's talk lottery. Let. We learned something.
1: So under the current collective bargaining agreement, players have to be 22 years old and four years removed from high school in order to go out for the draft. I think the age restriction is, the, is hard. I don't know about, I don't know how I feel about the years away from high school.
0: You have to dedicate two years of being bad if you truly want to try and get this pick. Why? Because it's not like one and done thing. I look at the Warriors. Remember the Warriors that one year? Everybody was hurt. Curry, Thompson, they're, they're all hurt. They won like 26 games that year. They ended up getting the third pick. A year out of winning the championship and winning 68 games. Now they're getting the third pick. Well, they, mm. that's That's too easy. It can't be one year. So... My biggest question, regardless of how the lottery works, if it's going to be two years versus one, how do you tank with respect to the game?
1: Why do they have to tank?
0: Talk about what Sue Burt said.
1: And it, it's crazy that you say that when they have picks two, four, eight, and 28, and that still won't be enough.
0: Even having three top ten picks, we watched the Indiana Fever do it a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And... Their it sure entire, as hell
1: got better. Their entire team was <laughs>
0: rookies, though. and
1: Right. They have and have no now experience.
0: I, I got to spend – this is why I kind of like the two years, because now I can spend a year really working with these rookies to see who who should be on this team, who deserves to play the next seven to ten years at this level, and who what we, you know, unfortunately just need to move on with.
1: So the Sparks tank this year, even after having their three – first-round picks. Well, What what happens next year for them, then, if it takes two years?
0: Remember, they traded the number eight pick then, for yeah, Julie for Chicago, Alamon. Yeah. They traded it to Chicago. Yep. Chicago's maybe trying to...
1: Maybe do the same thing.
0: Chicago and L.A. are in really similar situations. So I'm with you, though. They have the, the second and fourth pick. I should be able to pick two players from this draft class if we're we're going to assume that everybody is coming out. We have who, to. As, yeah. as of right now. I'm looking at players like Cameron Brink, Angel Reese, Ricky Jackson. I'm getting really good players. To, to a roster who, I, they have a lot of talent on this roster. They got to spend a year figuring out who's going to work. Sure. I like this. I think 15 players on their roster. They got to cut it down to 12 by the time the season starts. And I count 10 guards. They signed Lexi Brown to a two-year extension. They signed Leisha Clarendon to a two-year extension. Not a two-year extension. They re-signed her on a two-year deal. They re-signed Ray Burrell to a two-year deal. They traded for Ari McDonald. They traded for Kia Nurse. They traded for Julie Alamon. And they still have Nia Clouden, MSU, shout out, woo, and Zaya Cook, who Zaya Cook, I think, should eventually be a starter in this league. I think she has that type of talent. So they have a good problem right now.
1: They make their two and four draft picks. They get Angel Reese and Cameron Brink. (laughs) I don't know.
0: That would be awesome. (laughs) I love it. Who do they drop? The current bigs that they have. I think they should be used as trade bait. I I see Azray Stevens, De'Ara Hamby, and Monique Billings, who they just signed to a two-year deal. I see them all as being like, hey, these French teams, maybe Phoenix, Phoenix maybe Dallas, maybe, maybe Atlanta. I don't know, but but I'm shopping them, sure. and I'm I'm looking for more future draft picks. I'm looking for more youth because intent t-
1: to tank.
0: With the intent to tank, I want to I want to lose as many games as possible but still improve. Even if
1: you draft a player like Angel Reese?
0: These playoffs are going to be stacked already. We're saying Phoenix, with all of their talent, mm-hmm. is going to miss it. out. Yeah. I have trouble seeing them win 10 games. I, I really don't see it. So I'm starting to shop those players right now. Especially... But but then I want I want a player like Dierica Hamby who is an All Star. She's won a championship with no, the Aces. You don't. She's
1: you call okay, her the Hold on, bench hold on. She...
0: time out, <laughs> time out. After I stu- after I watch some film, I think she's a good player to have around. Cameron Brink or Angel Reese or whoever, whatever big they decide to draft, Hamby's a good player to have around. Why? She's a good defender played with a, a lot of good players, and she's had just a pivotal her, role on the team.
1: Her, her like vet status.
0: She was with the Aces their first championship in 22. She played meaningful minutes hmm. the entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. You can't find that in a lot of places. Sure. And the Aces just kind of, they mishandled her. They mistreated her. They gave her slack about going on paternity leave.
1: Not to say that our reproductive years are only from this time to this time, but putting that age restriction on the lottery limits women's chances and just choices in not only their basketball careers, but their personal lives. Think of a non-athlete. You go to college, you get married, you have a baby. We're old.
0: (laughs) We felt like we waited forever, and we're only 29.
1: (laughs) But, like, those are your reproductive years. And you now I got to kind of dem-
0: sacrifice that. I got to choose between having a family or my job security yeah. as far as maternity leave goes. Sure. They don't really have an option. And for the W, it sounds like when prominent players get pregnant, the W doesn't like it.
1: Yeah. And that stinks that with that age restriction. You're, I got a small window. Li- you got a small for both.
0: Because I'm taking at least a year off you know players like Hamby and Diggin Smith can be removed from one season of basketball and come back and play at a professional level that's incredible
1: I mean they're what nice. they're doing with their body yeah
0: that's absolutely incredible it's <laughs> one thing to come away from an injury sure you know we have incredible and advances in science where we can just you know we talk about Cheryl Miller's career sure. was ruined over an ACL tear and she would have been back on the court in one in season, same season in the same season
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it's not the same after you give birth
1: that's a little different
0: <laughs> getting it back to maybe basketball but it's all it has to do with basketball because ball is life Kurt Miller is a championship coach been to two finals with the Connecticut Sun. The Sparks obviously signed him because they have a good outlook. They're thinking that they're going to contend maybe with NECA. They go and get Jordan Canada. It kind of seems like they're turning the corner and they're going to be back to the LA Sparks that they were with CP3. And now NECA's gone. They trade JC. And this is total rebuild. And we haven't seen Kurt Miller like this. So Kaylee, as a coach of a winning team, how do you coach these players this year?
1: Like if I'm Kurt Miller,
0: how do you band this player, this group of players together and make them a family? Some of these players, this might be the only time they play in the W. Sure, and they deserve to go out and compete. What do you say to them before the season starts?
1: lot of my teams have been fueled by that fire that no one wants us to win no one's expecting us to win so when we go out there we have nothing to lose so play with your heart play with your everything you got a lot of that a lot of that just happens off the court or not during the game like those practices and your workouts need to be relationship-based and building so that when you got there and you're inevitably down by 20 and you see the the team just literally walking past you and you're tired and dead and feel like you can't go on anymore you look to your left and your sister's out there and you're gonna play for her
0: the optimist here so it's weird for me to ask this question when when do you be real when do you say to these group of players look we're we 're not competing for a championship this year we're competing with ourselves. so it was maybe his thoughts so long as we 're better the next game so as long as we, we we run one set better we we stay together on defense or communicate better on defense for one more possession every game throughout the year, so that by the end of the season maybe maybe we're still not winning games but now we got a little bit of chemistry now now we know who our what our identity is we keep coming back to identity
1: i'm torn between that mindset and just shooting for the moon every time cuz a player if i'm out here why am i not here to win i know i'm about to lose this game where's my incentive but if i can f- almost like flip that and say like yeah no one expects us to win Everyone wants us to fail, but we're out here and we're gonna, our eyes are still on that prize. We're gonna take it one game at a time, one possession at a time, but I still want to win. And almost like putting that expectation up there like, we're gonna still win because we're gonna work harder, we're gonna fight harder, we're gonna have better chemistry, we're gonna communicate better. Having that in your mind is half the battle. If I go out there expecting to lose, but I'm probably going to lose. It's <laughs> that mindset. Yeah.
0: I agree, especially this year, before the league expands anymore. The talent's going to get shaken up next season, regardless when Golden State comes in. But this kind of seems like a year where, I mean, we'll talk about it every single episode. The goal is to tackle Las Vegas. And maybe, <laughs> maybe if I'm Kurt, the only thing I'm saying this year is beat LB. Beat them. Yeah. We know that this is the team to beat. Mm -hmm. There's no clear-cut second place now. Go beat them. This is how we play, take their game and play it against them. Those
1: are our finals.
0: So now taking it maybe a step away from the court again, you know that there's higher-ups for the Sparks telling Kurt Miller, if you're close in crunch time, we want you playing younger talent. We want you playing Cameron Brink and Angel Reese. We don't want you playing Hell the bets. Yeah. Those aren't the players who are going to win me games. Why pl- not? Because the players who are going to win me games are better basketball players just because they, they've been around. Laysia Clarendon? Lesia Clarendon knows how to win a basketball game in the WNBA. Cameron Brink doesn't know how to do this yet. But they're going to say, get her the experience right now. We could care less about the outcome of the game. We want Cameron Brink in that crunch time situation. So if I'm Kurt, I'm stuck. Do I stay with my players and say, let's band together, let's go win? Or do I kind of like fight these execs and say, I'm not going to sit here and waste another year of my coaching? to"?
1: Be honest with your team. Tell them, hey. Hey,
0: this is what what CEOs say. These
1: jabronis upstairs say that we're going to put – and give them that confidence to do it. Tell the vets, like, I need you to – be their mentor so that when they go out on the court, when they have to quote unquote, they're channeling your knowledge, your experience, and your energy, but with their like fresh legs and hope and ambition and all that sort
0: of thing. Like. Then then I'm going to say something then. I don't want Kurt Miller for the job. I don't know if he's good at that. This guy knows how to win. We talked about how, in the W, like the great
1: coaches were former players.
0: And I, that's why, I might want to change my direction and maybe sign like a first-time coach. Maybe some get a, out there. Little player coach, a little bit, uh, like Bill Russell out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. Chanae, if you heard that, you want to stay take a step back <laughs> from the. The commentary booth for a second and coach the Sparks. I think that would be sick because that that's what I want. If I'm a rookie coming in, I look at Kurt and I, I'm kind of like, oh, this is Kurt Miller. This is one of the best W coaches in the sure. history of the game. I know he's going to teach me the game really well. But, it's, again, is that... Their, their expectations for this year then
1: hiring him as their coach are is the executive like board or whatever are they gonna trust him and just say like coach do your thing or are they gonna give him directives like when we're down play these rookie players but we keep putting angel reese and cameron brink on this team those are just the two what, names. If, what if they get out there and they dominate
0: well, then that changes things.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, we don't know how they're going to perform at yeah. this level.
0: And, and I, I think
1: when, when Sue Bird was talking about how Caitlin Clark could make the all-star team as a rookie, she's mentioned something about how, like, her talent is that good to play against. These are, like, women professionals. These are grown-ups <laughs> who are doing this for the – whereas the talent that she's playing against now – it's a bunch of college kids. There's a different level of maturity. There's a different heart out there. And if we get these top-tier players in that, like, grown-up mindset, and all of a sudden they can switch their game, maybe it could happen in less than 40 games.
0: We're sitting here assuming players like Brink and, and Reese are going to come out this year. And again, what if
1: none of them come out? That's
0: assumptions. We're, we're talking about that maybe change
1: L.A.'s whole strategy.
0: So L.A.'s just kind of sweating right now. Yeah. <laughs> Who are we going to get? Are, are we getting Cameron Brink or are, are we getting kind of If you're any of nobody? the teams
1: that are waiting for high draft picks, I feel like other than the fever, go Aaliyah Boston. You got this.
0: Hey, let's go fever.
1: But if you're any of the teams banking on a draft pick this year, you're probably anxious as hell
0: right now. And that's why I think we saw Phoenix trade their Phoenix and Chicago trade away their top picks because the part of me thinks that Paige Becker has planted that seed of doubt in every player. I just saw a tweet from Angel Reese saying, "Should I stay or should I go?" or something along Mm -hmm. the lines of that. And it's it's like, oh my gosh, you're. You're the, the you and Clark are the biggest names in college basketball. Not just men's or women's college basketball, mm-hmm. total. You are the two biggest names. <laughs> I get excited thinking about another year of that rivalry. Sure. But the W fan of me is like, just come on, I really want Kaylin Clark on Indiana. They need
1: to have a LeBron style press conference like The Choice Stay in Cleveland or, or go.
0: <laughs> well, Clark, come on. <laughs> I'm taking my talents to Cambridge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But the NCAA Big Ten tournament is sold out for the first time ever, thanks to our two biggest names in basketball, college basketball. So if they can sell out the Big Ten right now, there's some incentive for the Big Ten to fork over some dough to keep them in school. I don't know. I don't know if the Big Ten can do that, but like whatever they're.
0: Uh, whether or not they can or can, <laughs> I don't think that stopped anybody before. They can suspend Jim <laughs> They Harbaugh. can Do whatever the <laughs> hell they want.
1: <laughs> they can do what they want, but that—that—that's—that's that's big. What's that? That could be a big factor. Tickets oh, selling out. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's. That's what we do this for, right? We want to go watch these, yeah. these athletes perform.
1: Absolutely.
0: Especially with a conference like the Big Ten. I mean, as Big Ten alumni. Go Blue. But seeing the women's game sell out now, and there's so many quality teams. E- even a team like Michigan, who is having an off year, and they're, they've lost two really good players that have carried them the last couple of years, and they're going through this change. They're still a quality team. They're still fun to watch. They still got a ton of talent. So absolutely, that, that plays an incentive in it. And again, you said last episode, if I'm Iowa, it's, it's everything. What do you want? Yeah. You want to be president, Caitlin? <laughs> <laughs> you can be president of the board. I don't care.
1: You want to be our mascot? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can suit up with a football team. I, I don't I care. Don't, I don't
1: care. Stay.
0: You need to stay. We, we really need you Do You want the here.
1: president's house?
0: Like. We'll rename it. Yeah. Caitlin Clark University. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the dream. Let's kind of wrap up L.A. here. And Everything looking,
1: rides on the draft for
0: them. I look at tankathon.com's mock draft board. Right now they're taking Cameron Brink and Ricky Jackson. Let's, let's talk about the record. That's they what only we've missed done for the, the playoffs
1: last year by one game.
0: They only missed by one game.
1: How do you go from that to tanking on purpose?
0: But but they went seventeen and twenty three.
1: And Lexi Brown missed the last twenty four games, twenty six games, because she was sick. So now they got. But NECA
0: leaves, and Neeka is your whole team. And, she, and and maybe not statistically, maybe she doesn't put numbers through the roof. But when I'm She's game pillar. planning, well, when I'm watching film. My entire game plan is focused around that. Absolutely. So now they don't—they don't have a player like that. I think they embrace the tank this year, regardless. Even—even even if it means all these Do players they forgo stay. they
1: forego Angel Reese as a result?
0: No, I'm saying even if all of these players in the draft decide to stay their COVID year, I, I embrace the tank this year, knowing that it's a two-year process. We won 17 games last year, but we don't have the same team.
1: So if they so take let's this year. It.
0: Knowing it's two years,
1: yeah.
0: Knowing that we did well, I mean, we did okay last year. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's take these two years. Let's build up on a ton of youth, young talent. I got my couple of vets. I, I like Leisha Clarendon hanging around. I'm totally changing my opinion on Dierka Hamby. I think she's a good player to have stick around. But everybody who's like that tweener age, twenty six through to like twenty nine, and and then like. Maybe older than thirty-five. Just kind of weed those out. I don't. Know, we don't need players like you right now. Go compete, or at least have a chance to play for a team. You're talking about like trade bait. Yeah, trade. Okay. Let's let's get rid of Azuray. We we don't need her right now. Yeah. So I say they they win seven games. Barely. <laughs> and regardless of how this draft class turns out, embrace it.
1: All right, what about the Dream?
0: Man, man, this is an exciting team. Two huge, three huge acquisitions. Let's start out with
1: Jordan Canada. let talked about the Sparks coming from L.A. A
0: lot of switches between these two yeah, teams this, this offseason.
1: She had her best season last year, 13.3 points, 3.1 rebounds, 6-6, and 2.3 steals. She was two-time all-defensive first team. She saved Missed our fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> she saved our fantasy team. Yeah. She is also currently playing in Australia with Nas. So getting hey. that like, player relationship right now before getting traded. They're in, playing uh, the Melbourne Boomers. And she leads the WNBL in assists per game. 7.9.
0: Eight assists a game. And that's exactly what this Atlanta team needs.
1: Because they've got shooters.
0: They were third last in assists per game last season. And their offense is really strange. They're last in three-point attempts per game. First in pace. First in mid-range shots, 10 to 16 feet away. They were second last in steals. Here's what I love. First in free-throw attempts per game. Hmm. This team plays gritty. They, they saying, have some good shooters. Great mid-range shots
1: like that, those are tough to defend. No and wonder they're getting to the line.
0: They're going to change so much next year with Jordan Canada mm-hmm. because now Canada takes Ryan Howard and turns her into a, a totally next-level player. Here's a fun stat for you. Do you know the percentage of Ryan Howard's shots that came within 3% of the basket? 10%. 10% of her shots are layup attempts? So I got to think about this. If and
1: they're number one in mid range, like that's
0: and she's taken a, a lot of mid range jumpers. But she had nineteen and ones. A double threat. <laughs> and and Jordan 19 Canada nineteen and ones. Jordan Canada takes that and well, hell, she might double double that. It.
1: double yeah easy.
0: Because With now a good n- passer, I I got a player who knows this game. She knows how to get players where they should be going, and. The mid-range is alive and well, especially in the W. The fact that basketball just in general kind of abandoned the mid-range for a while. Thanks, Steph. You're, you're losing, but, but it, it's, it wasn't even just there. It's kind of like across the globe. We're watching the mid-range game just kind of disintegrate. But why? It's tough to defend. It's, We're it's, going to go to the line still every high time. It's a quality shot. And this is a perfect team to, I can still, as an example. Uh, work there yeah. effectively in a one-on-one. Well, why the mid-range ever got to be in the way it is? I know that it, it's, uh, analytics say, it's either a three-pointer or a layup. That's silly. You're not playing basketball. You're missing half you, the you court. You need to take the shot <laughs> that that's your open. team. open. Yeah, you need to take the open shot that your team has set up. If you think that you can only set up layups and three-pointers, that's bad coaching. Yeah, have, have a better mindset. Have some creativity, and figure out which guys Get some need mamba mentality. In the, I think of a guy like Carmelo. This guy only shot mid-range jumpers for his first ten years in the league, and and then he moves on to just shooting three-pointers, and he kind of falls off and, and yeah. sucks. Well, that's not how he gets hot. He works the mid-range. That's because how Kobe. he gets into his rhythm. What if Kobe's Kobe never shot mid-range <laughs> shots? There goes 81 games. There goes a
1: six. So a little comparison. Jordan
0: Canada. And Jordan good Canada got traded for Ari McDonald, which is, is cool for both sides. It really is. Because Ari McDonald's three years younger, but she had a lot of good playing experience last year, and she's playing with really good players in, in Atlanta. But Atlanta's looking to compete right here, right now. Mm-hmm. And across the board Jordan Canada statistically is a better player. But Ari McDonald still has a ton of upside and now she's going to get this awesome opportunity in LA. Defensively. Jordan Canada turns them into one of the best defensive I mean those steals. Teams last year I
1: remember watching her last year like she especially late in the season.
0: Oh yeah. She was the, LA's go-to. I rewatched the last game between the storm and the sparks and she's primary defender on jewel lloyd Mm. and it's like (laughs) i feel like coach miller told her if you even sense the jewel lloyd is is about to to do anything you you get up and body her heart and she had like four steals that game and she just made lloyd uncomfortable lloyd had a hot first quarter but after that hot start she was just uncomfortable the entire game if you're you're telling me you can make Jewel Lloyd uncomfortable? Sure. <laughs> well, if I'm in L.A., this is easy money. Now I don't even have to defend. JC can do it. Yeah. They were right in the middle defensive rating last year. Okay. Not this year. I say they're top five, top four.
1: Ryan Howard's. I think she's gaining more confidence. You could tell toward oh, the man. end there, especially she's in the just pl- dog. Yeah.
0: And I'm excited to see her expand her game. Yeah. Let's talk about their second biggest signing. Maybe the one, maybe the one free season acquisition that I'm most excited for.
1: And least expected.
0: Oh, came out of nowhere. I, th- I thought she was done. Yeah. Tina, Tina Charles. Charles. Welcome back. Welcome back. Whew. The W is not the same without Tina. <laughs> Tina.
1: Well, probably because she's going to play with her former teammate, Tanisha Wright.
0: They played together on the Liberty.
1: I don't know how I would feel personally being coached by a former teammate, but there's definitely love there, and you, you can't coach that or teach that. So that's huge.
0: You talk about Sinead sure. stepping up and maybe being in the coaching position. I kind of look at Tina, Tina as player coach.
1: Yep. And almost like putting, like getting Tanisha's mindset directly on the court.
0: Ooh. Say that. Right? What'd you say?
1: Like she's gonna be able to get Tanisha's mindset directly on the court as a as a player who has been with Tanisha. She's played with. I think it was just one year in the Liberty, but regardless, they they had a whole season where they had to communicate and work together and as teammates. And now, Tina kind of knows. Tanisha's style she knows what she wants she can bring whatever she's saying on the bench and plop it right down Ply it right on the yeah. court and make sure that like whatever's going on on the bench is being translated well on the court especially for all of the new players younger players I should say did Atlanta have a, a vet like this last year no And they still did exceptional, especially with such a young squad.
0: Yeah, I think they they probably played up to expectations, 18 and 22. We talk about L.A. being a game away from making the playoffs and only winning 17 games. And I think the records last year kind of got skewed because Phoenix was so bad. Las Vegas and New York were so good. And then we had... I remember at one point in, in the year, there were like seven teams with the same exact record, mm-hmm. and we're, we're over halfway through that. the yeah. season. So 18 and 22, that, that doesn't sound good. You didn't even crack 500. And then, yeah, I like this stat. So in Ryan Howard's 10 best games, using basketball references, game scores, they were 8-2 and two in her best games, where she performed at her highest level. Those two games they lost were to Las Vegas and Connecticut.
1: Mm.
0: Their record against the top four teams last year, 2-13. and 13. Oof. Yuck. Well, that's going to change this year. Yeah. And Las Vegas, you're not going to cruise to that 21-2 and two record that no. you started out with last year. And I
1: almost feel like, like you said, like Vegas and New York having such a extreme like differential with their records I almost feel like right now in the offseason the rest of the teams are just trying to equalize their, their roster to match up to that and now I, I almost yeah. wonder if we're going to yeah. see more of a spectrum this year where we're not going to have seven teams with the same record
0: Atlanta and Dallas take a huge step forward sure maybe Connecticut takes a little bit of a step back and I don't know why I don't even know why. They have a better team coming back this year. It's almost like there's going to be six really good teams and six, six right. not-so-good teams. So, yeah. And Seattle, hmm. oh, my gosh. The, the more I think about them and the more i watching their newest players, they're the second-best team in the league now to me. So for Atlanta, here's, here's one of my biggest questions – does Atlanta improve their record? Absolutely. They,
1: We've been talking about the teams that are going yeah, <laughs> to. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Just, we just spent yeah. half hour talking about right. LA not doing anything. Not doing
1: anything. When they miss, again, miss the playoffs by one game, of course Atlanta is going to do better.
0: What's their timeline? They got everybody on their team locked into contracts, save for Cheyenne Parker. She's going to be at a. Uh, unrestricted free agent after this year. So they will have to extend her or re-sign her. Mm-hmm. But then I look at this roster. I can't hold on to everybody. No. Uh, this expansion's coming. I'm going to get to protect max six players. I, I have them. And now my bench that I'm going to spend all this year kind of building up, it, that's going to get taken away. There's no way that uh, Golden State, and an expansion team, passes on somebody like Nia Coffey or, sure. or Haley Jones, even Ariel Powers. Those are really exciting players.
1: What draft picks do they have this year?
0: They have number 12. So they so don't. It doesn't really impact. They it's, ha- gonna... it's so funny. They have their roster. Yeah, I was going to
1: Yeah. And most of their players came back, Yes.
0: Their most played lineup last year, Nia Coffey, Alicia Gray, Ryan Howard, Danielle Robinson, Cheyenne Parker. Danielle Robinson's probably not coming back. I don't anticipate that resigning Those, well, re signing her. What position is she playing? She's a point guard. So she just gets replaced with, mm, okay. with JC. And okay. the second lineup is exactly the same, but instead of Robinson, it's McDonald.
1: Okay. And now it's.
0: It's Jordan Canada.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to be their go to. So, they've already had this chemistry for a year. They're just adding in a great point card.
0: Are they better than Seattle?
1: It's like (laughs) rookies versus vets in that situation. Not rookies, Um, but like
0: young players. Yeah. How much do you think Tina Charles is realistically going to play?
1: I think she'll come off the bench.
0: She did. For Seattle.
1: It sounds like they're bringing her on to be a player coach.
0: It's kind of hard to tell That's Tina. Tough, yeah. Take a seat.
1: But what a friggin' bench player yeah. to have!
0: <laughs> Good God! As the other team, you're looking at their bench, and you're like, "All right, now we get it's a like break from Steph Cheyenne on the Parker." Bench in
1: the All Star game, like what a sixth <laughs> player! Like what is that?
0: Sixth player of the year, <laughs> Tina Charles. Wait. Hey. Oh, um, hey, that has a ring to it. No? <laughs> If it, and you know what? If if they decide to start Tina and Cheyenne, that's huge. That's yeah. that's a lot of rebounding down there. That means Nia Coffey is six player of the year front runner for me. She played really well last year. I think she's mm-hmm. underrated. Mm-hmm. She just fits in anywhere you need her to be.
1: Love players like that. Yeah. Valuable,
0: invaluable, absolutely. And especially for a team like this to already have somebody like that, sure. They got these young players that bring in a couple vets. But I need Nia coffee. You know, she's my Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Excellent. I already got that.
1: I think they're going to do well.
0: And then they're in Ariel Powers back, who kind of fell off with Minnesota last year. Minnesota started off the season really rough. They kind of went through an like, identity crisis. Are we going to be this team with vet players? Are we going to be this new team? And she didn't get a lot of playing time down the stretch. So this isn't this is kind of like a revamp for her. Sure. But she's coming off the bench. Would That's you exciting. would you
1: wanna come up? Like if you, if you were a, a veteran player.
0: How I think would you it was feel? something like that. It's I gotta look at the talent above me. And above me, I'm looking at Ryan Howard and Alicia Gray. And even Canada now, and I'm saying I think they deserve to play. Sure. Those are all stars. A Parker Gray Howard combination is is, is really exciting. And especially with a pure point guard now to distribute. All right. got a good sign. We got we got to talk about our our Go Blue University of Nas. Michigan. Nas. What, what are Nas. What do we think
1: of Nas? I had a blast watching you in college
0: i've never watched a michigan team as much as we no. watched nas Hillman's yeah. michigan team so
1: well Nas, what position are you babe
0: well you're a great rebounder you're so strong you know how to use the booty
1: use that booty it's all in the booty ladies <laughs> don't be afraid of the booty she got way more minutes
0: she did play a little bit more. But, more
1: I mean, that. she's a solid bench player.
0: And that's why I think <laughs> I keep her AMB
1: on. reference.
0: And, and you know what? Maybe this gets glossed over too much. There, there has to be good practice players.
1: Absolutely. We need a bench. You can't have five people run themselves to the ground and have nobody to be able to hold the fort. <laughs>
0: when no, they. I mean in practice. I need players...
1: Not who, even coming off the bench and in a game?
0: I, who am I going to practice against? Sure. Yeah. I need players who I know are just going to go out there and ball because that's what they do. She's going to play. It doesn't. We're in the park. We're practice. It's the <laughs> WA Finals Game 5. I don't care. I'm playing my best. And to have a player like that, that's also invaluable.
1: And who can still get on the court and put in some minutes when she needs needed. Yeah. And what about Haley Jones?
0: She's going to play in Athletes Unlimited, and I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see that.
1: So Haley Jones in the Stanford Chronicle was just interviewed about her transition from college to the WNBA. Talked about going from college where she's superstar, big name, And now going to the W where everyone has been a superstar and a big name is adjustment and just challenging herself to make every minute on the floor count. But also her decision to stay at Stanford and go to Stanford in general was really fueled by her knowledge that being a female athlete is not sustainable for her future and how having a degree from Stanford would set her up for post WNBA career last year's draft she was the number six overall draft pick and at times she was projected to be number two overall so her game changed a lot from her freshman year to her senior year she's played every position in college transitioned into more of a point guard role her senior year and is now learning to play a guard role in the W as a six-foot-one player She became just one of 15 rookies who made an opening day roster
0: last year. There were only 15 rookies on Mm -hmm. opening day rosters?
1: Yeah. And just one of three to play in every game. And so knowing that, like, that was a big factor in her decision to not come out any earlier. Well, also, I mean, if the, the contract says she has to be four years removed, but to not like transfer while she was in college to stay at Stanford and, and have her, she said she talked a lot, like, aside from NIL deals, just having her identity be associated with Stanford University, that's huge for her as a woman outside of the WNBA in her whatever career she has post post-player. So talked about like the pressure that women face to make that decision. Just got to think about a lot of things as an athlete. Maybe this isn't going to be sustainable in her career.
0: I, I think women
1: athletes have this added layer of thinking about branding themselves. Thinking about what difference they're going to make in the world outside of their sport because their identity can't just be tied to them being an athlete. It's not going to work. It's not sustainable for the rest of your life. About being in the Athletes Unlimited and how that's helped her so much prepare for... The level of play in the W, it's challenging her to increase her speed and make sure she's doing more off the ball.
0: And let's shout out Haley Jones's podcast, even the name of it. It's called Sometimes, Sometimes I, I Hoop. Hope. <laughs> of course, it's, it's more prominent with the women athletes that you have to be something other than just mm-hmm. a basketball player. But man... I, all of these women's are proving that they are. And, and and I love that because I think about LeBron and he gets told to shut up and dribble.
1: And they're almost fighting like the more than a the game.
0: And they're fighting the exact opposite. Yeah. And one side it's like, well, this is triple the amount of work that I that I signed up for. I thought I was going to be reading Xs and Os for 40 hours a day.
1: Sure. She talked about how the, the in college like every minute of your day is planned out with classes, practice, meetings, NIL stuff. And she said, getting into the professional world, she said, I have so much time on my hands. What am I supposed to do?
0: That's mind boggling. It's
1: mind boggling.
0: Once you step into this realm, and and I think this is where we're going with the W. As, As much as, you know, I like seeing players expand their horizon and not being held to a single story shout out to that TED talk. But some players do just want to be known as a basketball player. Sure. I think about DT right now because she she's been the face of the W for so long and it's because of her game. And and that's it. And she's been doing it when the W is getting glossed over mm-hmm. and Man, her, she really set the foundation for players, not opposite of Haley Jones, but thinking differently, like, uh, this is all I want to do. All I want to do yeah. is hoop. Not sometimes. <laughs> this is what I do. And then for Athletes Unlimited, th- this is a perfect transition yeah. in to figuring out what you can do individually as a player. I don't have a coach or a front office telling me how much I should weigh or my percentage of body fat or how many shots I need to be taking. It's an entirely different game and from college just, basketball. Like she
1: talked about the transition from college talent to WM. She's the top dog, and now she's playing with former top dogs. So top being dog. able to play with athletes unlimited gives her that chance in the off season to not have to go overseas, right? And she can still play with folks at this she's next level WTL. skill that she can prepare herself for the next 40 games
0: not only is she playing with players who are already established themselves in the league but then she's playing with these players who who are these fringe like uh, um, am i going to make it or not Mm -hmm. i'm really trying to make a name for myself and transition my game and she can kind of gauge
1: her spot in in that spectrum and see what she needs to work on and like you said without having a coach or trainer or someone telling her what to do she gets to see where she fits for herself each week with these new teams and
0: and it's the most exclusive sports league in the united states there isn't a more difficult league to make there's 144 players that's nobody (laughs) (laughs) that's nobody and now i'm trying to think well where do i fit not just on my team but how talented am i Mm -hmm. yeah super cool
1: Haley jones
0: so that being said, like if we can talk about
1: on her Atlanta,
0: how she fits in with yeah. this team, oh, and I just look at our new acquisitions. I, I look at Jordan Canada, who is a wonderful point guard. So if I'm trying to be what and Haley Jones, you're you're in a perfect position as a player. You got a killer work ethic. You're versatile. I can put you in any position on the court. You're you're is talented enough on in defense every position. You're a big. But not, you but play like a guard. Yeah. You you can. You got a good shot. You have a huge upside, huge upside. And especially with this team right now, early in your career, you might get an opportunity to play in like a conference finals. If, it, if things go really well, really well for Atlanta this mm-hmm. year, there's some quality teams that they're going to have to beat. But it's not out of the realm of possibility to no see way. them yeah. in the finals. It's just not. Yeah. So, even if this year she has to take a few less minutes, Ariel Powers and Tina Charles might make that happen, where maybe she's not seeing the court for in such like an extended time. Her
1: mindset's in the right spot. She wants to make the most of the minutes when she has them. So, she's talked about how Athletes Unlimited is helping her with that even because if it's she doesn't only about get on the court she talked about how the vets in the W they're they're efficient and yeah, you don't yeah. get you don't get that kind of experience playing in college or
0: no because i'm playing against players who I, i'm i'm already better than you right
1: exactly i, I, I don't, don't need have to, to really try yeah <laughs> right and so even athletes Unlimited is helping her up that game in that aspect so that when she is on the court, she's impactful, she's making a difference, and she's gonna hopefully show that she needs more time on the court.
0: Yeah, if I'm if I'm Atlanta and I have all of these, we, we just said Nia Coffee, invaluable, Tina Charles, invaluable. After learning this about Haley Jones, another piece, mm-hmm. invaluable.
1: And they all seem pretty flexible.
0: Exactly. I love and that. And this, this new style of positionless basketball, mm-hmm. like Haley Jones, you don't have to pick whether you're a guard or a forward. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But now now's a cool time because you get to learn what you really like to do on the court.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you like to impact the game? Because now you're getting to a level with your talent where you can compete no matter where you're at. But if you want to be looked at as a top 20 player in the league, which you have that upside. Sure. Easy.
1: Especially when I hear that she's one of three rookies that played every game.
0: When I think of Aaliyah Boston, I know the exact I know exactly who she is on the court. Mm-hmm. I think Diamond Miller. Got it. I got it. Haley Jones, I'm like, who who are you gonna be?
1: Which me am I gonna what, be what? today?
0: <laughs> am I gonna be the happy me? Or the me that stinks. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kevin and <in> the Zits. <laughs> you should check them out. <laughs> but yeah, I I'm really excited to watch her in Athletes Unlimited because now I'm going to get mm-hmm. to see her be herself and not have to worry about wins and losses.
1: The pressure's that, gone.
0: That's so cool with yeah. this league. is yeah. It's its just how am I going to perform on the court and I'm incentivized to win even more. It's
1: an incentivized developmental I, I league. I got to play. This yeah. is the
0: coolest. I can't wait to talk to there is people no about this. There is no G League in the W. Not no? yet. Nope. So,
1: like, maybe this is it? But not Julie, not you know what I mean? But like yeah, that off-season time delivery. where, yeah, yeah. You, you need to have players. We need somewhere else for these girls to go to 100%. build their game, so that we can start filling in the new but, team in 2025 and 2026
0: and 2027. But to me, that's what the expansion is. The expansion comes first, and then once the W gets to that set amount of teams mm-hmm. that they want to have for, I don't know, maybe 10, years. 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know, expansions just don't happen that often. So for the the last one happened in 2007, Atlanta's the last expansion team.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: So for the last one to happen then, we're talking 16, 17 years since there's been an expansion, and now we have back-to-back to, back to possibly back three more?
1: Kathy said. that would be awesome. 25-6. <laughs> what if you have the option to go, play, go play for Pro. Athletes Unlimited before you... Go out for the draft
0: well, That's cool to think about You have a high school girl Come in and See play what, for you Athletes got. You got what it takes. And you're playing against W Talent Yeah. Alright let's wrap up Atlanta We're talking record We're talking Total season outlook Did they finish as a top four team Yeah I agree
1: I think they get third or fourth
0: I agree isn't that? That's nuts. I, I think a oh, top four Where do we put Seattle? I'm putting Seattle two. Two? The Seattle Storm? I'm putting them two. I think they're better than the Liberty already.
1: Oh, snap.
0: Yeah. Okay. You
1: heard it here.
0: You heard it here? Yeah. <laughs> My top four looks like Vegas, New York, Seattle, and Atlanta.
1: What impact are the Olympics going to have on this? Because that's a weird break. Oh, man. And that's right around all-star break.
0: And how many of these players are going to play in it? Significant time? Even not just for the U.S.? for
1: It almost, like...
0: That's a lot of basketball. It's
1: like a 50% increase in their season, potentially.
0: Athletes Unlimited. Yeah. W. All-star Olympic break. And then back, like... Kind of for the last 10 games, 10,
1: then 15 playoffs. games, and
0: then playoffs. Oof. That's a long season. I have not
1: been thinking about that whatsoever.
0: I haven't either. Hmm. And that's huge. Yeah. Okay. I think see, this is why I t- think a team like Seattle is going to do so well. Because yeah, Skylar Diggins-Smith looks at a two-month break, and she's like, thank goodness. <laughs> or or, or even like
1: the teams that aren't going to send players to the Olympics. How is that going to impact their...
0: Now oh, I get a month. I get a rest. We get to talk. We get to study film. That's such an exciting season. Yeah. There's so much going on, and there's, yeah. a, there's so much up in the air still. It's cool to be talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Atlanta pretty much stays a top five team, mm-hmm. but the record improves. Yeah. Cool. This segment is brought to you by Nobody. Do you want to be that sponsor? Well, here's your time to shine. Go and follow us at the Dub Podcast 24. Shout out Kobe for being our Kobe year. Give us a DM. Give us a comment. We'll say your script. I'll say whatever you want me to say. <laughs> we'll sell I'll sell out. This segment's called Shoutouts. My shout out is to Lola Bunny and Tweety Bird for breaking the gender barrier.
1: My shout-out is to the infamous DECOM players, double-teamed Heather and Heidi Burge, teaching us about the importance of the pivot foot. Thank you, twins. You should have had a chance to play professional ball.
0: Couldn't have done it without you, though. That one's for real. (laughs) That's it for this episode on the dub. On our next episode, we're going to go more in-depth about Athletes Unlimited. We'll explain the process, how it works, how the drafts work, and remember that there's one individual winner. Last year, it was Indiana Fever's own, Melissa Smith. I wonder who it's going to be this year. Thanks for listening.
1: Stay humble. Stay hungry. Stay hydrated.